Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. It's Comic Zone Presents Dragon D's Balls. My name is Vince, joined by my good buddy Mike and my wife Chelsea. We're on episode two of the Tournament of Power. What's going on, guys? Woo! Just having some mimosa. Okay, well, poinsettias, yeah, technically. You guys brought me poinsettias. A, brought me a donut. Yep. yep. Brought mimosas. Yep. Brought other things. Yep. It's going to be a great <laughs> Sunday morning. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, yeah, we're doing this one early, which I kind of like. Uh, uh, I wish I could do this more often, like sh- just doing episodes earlier in the day. For sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because like, every episode I do of. Well. I mean, these ones happen around one o'clock usually, and like on a Sunday, right? That's kind of usually when we do them. Uh, but any of the episodes of the main show, I'm doing at like six thirty, seven o'clock at night, and after working all day, and and it's been really cold and snowy out lately. Sometimes it makes yeah. it hard to you know want to leave the house. It does make it well, just not even that. I, I don't care about that but it's just like harder to get around and like you can get you got to find like his bill on his street they don't plow that shit at oh, all oh god no. yeah that street is awful in and, the winter time and, it's treacherous and my car just gets fucking stuck it's bullshit so is the comic zone like primetime television and we're like daytime <laughs> yeah, this is like your Saturday morning cartoons or whatever. Right, right you're yeah. just chilling like a villain, you know? Mm-hmm. Easy listening, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're easy like Sunday morning. Yeah, just like <coughs> Lionel. We just did an episode of the main show with your brother, Scott. Yep. Um, we did one about artificial intelligence. Go check that one out at the comiczone.com or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, that was a really great show. Your brother always... He's oh, he's yeah. a smart cookie. He he can bring it to the table for sure. Like if you if you need him, you know, for a a good you know thorough discussion, like well, he was, knows his shit. It was perfect for him because he's a he was a philosophy major. Yep. Uh, and there was a lot of philosophy talk in that conversation, ethical talk. Just we kind of covered what. I mean, we could have gone for hours talking about that. I'm oh, sure. yeah. I, yeah. I bet you guys could have. Scott's covered, a good guy. We did cover quite a big range of things on that episode, and it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a smart cookie. Definitely knows his stuff. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, he makes me feel like a dummy, that's for sure. Oh, He God. does me, too, when we have discussions. I'm just like... Can, can, can you draw that out on crayon for me? Like, you know, can we just yeah. simplify it? Minus the, the toxic traits of Sheldon, you've got Scott. That's pretty much it, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, he's, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely well, he's the brains. so articulate and able to uh, put out exactly what he wants to say. He's very clear and concise about yep. what he's talking. Like, Yeah, there's kind of no just, bullshit, no frills. It's just, just You can tell when he's talking that he's just an intelligent person. He is, and he's passionate about, you know, the things he is interested in and talking about, which I think really helps as well, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Having that passion about something, I mean, much like this podcast, how we're passionate about the show, it's like, you, 
you have to have some form of passion of whatever you're talking about or else it's not going to be interesting, which I mean. We, exactly. Yeah, you know, so it's one of those things where, because I've heard a lot of podcasts where they're just kind of like, oh, well, you know, this is this and that. And it's like uh, a lot of sports podcasts like that where I'm like, do you actually watch it? <laughs> you know, like. Well, it's like when we started this, we tried too hard to just. We were going, and then this happened, and then this happened, yeah, and then this happened, play by play. and it, it was just not good. Like we were just not doing it. Um, we weren't. We hadn't found our like our rhythm. We well, not even a rhythm. We just didn't know what we were gonna do yet. We we had we were clear. We wanted to do something where we covered like the Dragon Ball from the beginning. And then all the way to the end of Super, but we didn't have like a format. Right. You know what True. I mean? True. Yeah. We were just, so we fell like straight into like just going, well, then this happened and then this happened. And it's like you said, we aren't as passionate about Dragon Ball. No. Specifically, which yeah. I do think we should go back and cover that properly. Yeah, I feel like we should do a, re- a redo of the- some of those episodes, just because, like you said, we we started this and it we kind of steamrolled into it fast. We didn't really talk it out or like we didn't. It's just kind of like we had this idea. We knew we wanted to do the Dragon Ball po- uh, podcast, but you know, now that we kind of have a groove and we have found our niche. It's kind of a little easier, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Plus, also taking notes while watching the show really helps me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish I had that in me. I mean, I, I think about it, and I'm, I, you know, like preparation for episodes. <laughs> Sometimes I'm lacking in that just because I'm like, I like to the freeform conversation side of things, and I never was much of a note taker, even in school. Well, hey, and if we have me taking the notes, they can kind of help us, you know, remember things. And, you know, I also just like to make notes of shit that I want to bring up that I observe that I know I probably won't remember later. But if I see it written down, I can go, oh, yeah, I wanted to bring up this point or, you know, this character, whatever. I get what you're saying. And that's totally what. I think about too is like I want to cover certain things, uh, but I never write it down, and then right. inevitably I I forget something. Yep. Well, and that's... then and then I go back and listen to an episode or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I didn't bring up like one of the biggest things that I wanted to talk about. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It happened on that. the AI episode. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, that's happened with this uh, with these episodes quite a few times. Where like even driving home, I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to bring that up, or mm-hmm. you know, and that happened last week. I don't remember what about, but we were going home, and I was like, ah, oh, damn it, like I totally forgot to bring that up. That's probably gonna happen quite a bit during these tournament of power episodes. There's oh, so I'm much- sure. So much happens in such a little amount of time. Yeah, to cover the stuff in between the fights that we're talking about, and to remember that, I'm like you said, you got some notes. Shit, yep. we'd have and- to do like ten episodes of this. Then. Well, bro, you could literally do. Uh, probably ten episodes just cover like or more covering just the tournament of power. Without a ever. doubt, you could go down to each and every character, each and every battle. Yeah. I mean, it'd yeah, be you could, you could really go in on it. Yeah, you can make it a whole thing in and of itself. Right. Yeah. And we're more or less kind of hitting the, we're hitting every single fight, but we're just kind of hitting the highlights. 
Yeah, hitting the highlights, you know, talking about what we found interesting, what we didn't, you know, kind of what sticks out to us. Right. Yeah, and there's a lot of these fights, like this first one we're going to cover that. Which is what, 23? Yeah, yes. which is uh, fight number 23 in the Tournament of Power. And it's really not a huge one because um, it's Dirisim of Universe 10. And I believe that's the way you pronounce his yes. name no it's dearison it's like a yeah D. D. it's weird yeah, yeah. it's weird dearison and he um gets eliminated by uh brianne de chateau or ribrianne of universe 2 when she turns into that big old kind of like roulette we, we just watched it yeah. yeah we just watched her steamroll through him he and if if you guys are wondering who he is he's the character that looks like you know he's on the bachelor he's got the rose and the long flowy hair you know yeah he, he, he kind of reminded me of the guy. You remember when Mr. Satan showed up to the... Yeah. Yes. I was thinking the yep. same thing, too. And that's what and, I thought, he, too. He, he, like, sang and shit, you know? Right. Yeah. So dope. Well, when he gets eliminated, I love his little spin. Like how he, I don't know, has a rose still, but he's spinning through the air out of the fucking, like, dancing almost. So. Yep, just goes flying. Yeah, when, when she hits him, so she turns into the pink wheel. Uh-huh. Runs into him when uh, who's he about to fight? He's trying to fight Piccolo. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and she just steamers. She's like, "Out of my way, bitch!" You know, and just knocks him the fuck out the ring. She's fighting uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Yep, she's fighting because seventeen. I thought Vegeta was in there somewhere. Vegeta might be. Later. No, he was fighting the chick with the fast hands. Yeah. So. Um, they were doing their transformation in 17 and erupted. So then they were pissed at him oh. for interrupting. And the cat chick goes after him. Um, Vakal is her name. Didn't they have to start all no, over uh, with their whole routine? Yes. Yes, they had to start all over. <laughs> no, the cat chick is actually Sanka Ku or Kakunza. She's Kakun. Is Vakal the one with the wings yeah, then? Yeah, Vakal's oh, right. the one with the wings because he eliminates her first uh, because... He almost gets Kakunza out of the ring, and then Vakal saves her, and they have their, like, oh, my God, I would do yeah. anything for you. Really weird, cringy moment that just makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> There's so yeah. many of those. There are. I'm like, dude. It's like I told Vince. I'm like, the whole second universe, like, They're they just so all wa- they just all want to fuck each other. That's all they want to do. Dude. They just want giant orgies of love, you I know? I bet you they have them all. Like, Maybe that's how they train. Regularly. Probably. Maybe that's how they train. Like, just just by fucking each parties. other? Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, their no. training of love. There's, yeah. I want to <laughs> spread my love. Yeah. I'm going to coat you in my love. <laughs> my hot, glazy <laughs> love. Hot splash of love. Oh, my flavor of love. Dude. Oh, wait. That was taken already. Yeah, flavor, flavor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that, that Deerson guy gets eliminated. Nothing really. They don't really go into his character or anything, so it's a really quick elimination. No one really cares. Dude, then, 17, though. Yeah, he's a fucking beast. Um, he is. So going into that, so after you... Um, 17's a beast throughout the whole tournament, though. Yeah, and 17 and 18, they're they're definitely... Um, 17's fucking vicious. So when he, uh, you know, that cat chick is bouncing off the walls, and she thinks she's fucking 17 up by scratching him and biting him, and he's just taking all these hits... Um, I just love when he finally just does his little force field thing, you know, and traps her in it and just fucking 
shoots her away. And then when she's like, what the hell? You know, I thought I had you. You're my quarry. He just runs and knees her right in the face. Well, <laughs> like after, right in the jaw. <laughs> and, well, oh. yeah. And after Vakal saves her and they have their moment, he fucks both of them up. Like, yeah. he, he is done playing around. Like, he's just... He's you, a lot like Vegeta in that way, how he's just, like, finished the fight. Well, and I think... You know, because we didn't, you know, Vince brought this up because we didn't get to see it during like the Cell saga because they got absorbed. Like they are, the androids are scary and we really get to see glimpses of that, you know? Well, yeah, because you you don't get to see the full extent of 17, you know, he lets 18 do all the heavy work in the android saga. And then the only time he really fights is against Cell and then he gets absorbed. So he fought Piccolo. Oh, yeah. For a moment there, yeah. I still but, don't feel like we see the true, like, full yeah. scariness that they harbor, though. Oh, right. Well, yeah. yeah, they were... Um, Well, that's the thing, is they have they supposedly have just limit, limitless potential, right? So they, they're, they're as strong as they need to be, Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. It's that kind of situation. Uh, who do you think stronger, though, 17 or 18? 17. I think 17 yeah. because well you know when you think about it 18 she's kind of you know put that shit on the back burner because she has Krillin and Marin and yes 17 has a wife and kids as well but he's constantly protecting his monster island from poachers so it's almost like he's constantly Which having to be, keep up with that would be literally a joke to him though you know I, I mean? know it would be a joke but if you think about it that's still probably you know, it's keeping his strength up in a way, whereas 18, she's got a whole well, other sure he, life, you know? Yeah, I'm sure he's, like, flying all over still and, like, yeah, using his power more. Exactly, yeah, whereas she's, you know, more of, you know, the wife and mother and doesn't really have to care about that stuff anymore. I wonder if he would, um, if he trains. Though. I bet he does. I, I feel like he would cool have to, to a little. Yeah, I think he would have to a little just to make sure he keeps in tip-top shape against these poachers because they're always going to constantly be looking for better weapons or techniques or whatever to get those animals they want, I think. Yeah, but he's like a... I don't know about like needing to train necessarily for poachers just because those are normal. And it's just an island. He could fly around the planet eight times in a few seconds you know what i mean well i don't know because there there was that alien group that was poaching there so maybe he deals with more like alien style poachers and that's why i mean he may have not necessarily have trained but fighting different kind of alien species trying to poach from that island Hmm. you know there could have been some strong aliens he could have come across that could have increased his battle power yeah yeah fair enough because i i almost forgot that yeah in that uh little saga there that it was like an alien poaching team or something that big frog looking yeah that showed up yep yeah mm. that was oh yeah about his little self-destruct bomb i got you <laughs> um but yeah so the next fight is um against the cat girl of universe two against 17 and like you were saying they 17 just fucks them both up and and uh the is the first one to get it um just by, I mean, he just beats the ever-living shit out of her out of the ring. True, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's ruthless. He don't give a fuck. Yeah, fuck, I was going to say, no. at that point, he's like, all right, I am done. He's like, we're just, we're getting your asses out. Especially the winged chick. He had to take her out first. Well, and he's yep. 17 smart and effective. 
So he's kind of a combination of... He might be the smartest person there as far as, like, strategy, maybe next to Gohan or Piccolo. Yeah, right. I would Be- probably. Because, like, he's looking at it in a reasonable way. He's just like, I need to get people out as quickly as possible. He's not there like Goku trying to push his limits. or. Well, yeah, Goku's that. focused on who he gets to fight. Whereas, like, I feel like some of them are... You know, they're in it to kind of have fun and test their strength, but then there's others like 18 and 17 who, for them, they're like, this is purely survival. I'm trying to save my universe. But I don't give a fuck maybe about... Maybe that's that, like, android way of thinking, though. They're just thinking very logically compared to everybody else that are martial artists and whatnot. You know, they're just, like, essentially computers that are like, okay, this is a game of survival, and that's why 17's like, fuck your transformation. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm blowing your human, ass up. They have human brains, though. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, they but, do, but I just think they're able to look at it more logically yeah, versus somebody yeah. like Goku, who's like, I just want to fight the strongest people. They're like, okay, no, reasonably, we just have to eliminate everybody. Right. To save they're our able universe. to override emotion. Right. Yeah. He's Even their like, emotions programming in, right. in a certain way. There could be some of that, too. Like, there had to be because Dr. Drill uh, put in. We know he fucked with their brains a little because he like tried to program them and control them like yeah. through their minds. Well, and so. even seventeen, he very much he talks very robotic and matter of factly. Like he doesn't he, show any emotion. At he all. really doesn't. You very you get to see some glimpses. Like there are some moments between him and eighteen or him and Marin. D- yeah, during the fight, you know, where they get like very real and have those very like human moments but you have to think they're also you know they're like spock essentially you know they have that half and half they're going to be very logical Mm -hmm. at the same time which is why i think we don't see you know 18 show much emotion towards krillin a whole hell of a lot and then even when she does she gets a little bit mad when people like point it out you know (laughs) i think that's a good comparison between him and spock somebody like that just that mental state it's like he would fight like that. He would be doing. He would try to get you out uh, with in as few moves as possible, just to be efficient. Yeah, exactly. And that, like, so yeah, I think that's a good comparison for sure. Yeah. Even though I'm not like a Trekkie or anything, but I've watched enough Star Trek to understand uh, what comparison you're making. And uh, there's probably other characters you could compare that to. Vegeta's kind of like that. But he's more prideful in it. Like, he's doing it to show you something. Vegeta hides his emotions out of pride. It's not out of... No, trying to take somebody out quickly. Oh, try and take somebody out quickly. Vegeta's definitely... His is an ego-fueled thing. It's like, I'm going to show show you... you How badass I am. Yeah, they all have their different fighting motivators. Like, the emotions behind them, for sure. Mm -hmm. So, So, what fight is next? So... After that, Kakunza gets eliminated, and I love that they put in the notes here, uh, with a massive blast worthy of a video game ultimate finisher. <laughs> That's when 17 cr- uh, throws that blast of light uh, past the cat chick, and then jumps up to it, and lands on it, and then um, she comes flying towards them. Fucking cats like getting in the <laughs> getting in the plastic bag. Uh, he's such Spe- a nerd. Yeah, cocoons over there. Uh, oh, now it's on his <laughs> neck. Hold on. I say, yeah, you might want to rescue your cat. He might. You suffocate. should take a picture and like make it a, a advocate for like you know recycling. Don't freak out. 
Kind of like how they do with the dolphins, stuff like that, but with your cat. Right, like don't kill our cats. <laughs> Recycle your plastic bags. Go go with paper instead. I was just going to start singing that. Fly away. <laughs> um, the shows Kevin, like just like. You know, like a picture of him getting into shit, knocking a trash can <laughs> over or something. Right. <laughs> but then, uh, so the next fight after Kakunzo gets eliminated by 17, we have uh, Botamo, the big bear dude from we just Six. That. He's the big yep. Winnie the Pooh. That was just on him and Gohan. Yep. Yep. So we're right behind. And uh, also, it showed Goku fighting just in between there. I don't think he knocked her out, but the chick that was... Susie. Or is that Rosie? That's Rosie. The one with the long purple hat. But Yeah, they look like Teletubbies. Yeah, but Rosie. Remember, he's like jumping around her and putting energy... Oh, he does a really cool move that Vince wanted to bring up when he's fighting her. Oh, God, yeah. It's really fucking badass. Because he's like placing those orbs of energy around her. As he's jumping around her. Yeah, and I really love this scene where um, she is, uh, she fires this blast, a volley of blasts at him, and Goku's just running around her dodging. But she sends another one, and uh, he does this, like, kind of flip over it, and then fires in midair a blast back at her, and it's fucking cool how they animated it. Yeah, he's kind of, like, rolling through the air. It was yeah, really awesome. Yeah, he does, like, this spin flip through the air, shoots a blast at her, and then keeps running. And it was pretty fucking cool how they animated it. Um, there's a lot of shit in there that I just love, the way they... Yeah, he didn't knock her out right there, did he? No, no. Because that's... See, that's kind of the problem is we're going to be missing because we're going by that list. We need to pay attention. I'm so glad you're keeping notes because and that we play it in the background now because we're kind of right at where we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way Gohan takes out the bear guy, remember? He, yeah. He, he's not. What happened? I can't hear my Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We lost Chelsea's mic. Did you unplug it a little? Technical difficulties. Uh-oh. We're going we're gonna to pause. Give us. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Techni- we are back. Like fucking weird-ass technical difficulties. but I know, but you know what? Fuck it. We're doing it live. We're yep. doing it fucking live. Do it live! Yeah. Fuck it! We'll do it live! Yeah. <laughs> Who did that? That was uh, Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. 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 Fucking funny, dude. <laughs> These mimosas are delicious. Yeah, they are. Scrum diddly umptious. I know how to drink on a Sunday morning. Yep. Yep. So we run... Batamo. Go, go on and the bear basically go... He's another one of them characters that, oh, you can't hurt me because of whatever. Yeah. Because I absorb punches, but yeah. Gohan is smart and is like, well, you know, just let me try and... He's yeah. able to hit him enough that he knocks him off his feet so he can't do anything and he yeah. can Kamehameha his ass right out the ring. So that fight was very short-lived. Yeah, yeah it keeps punching him until he's got him up in the air and then just fucking, yeah. Annihilates him. I mean, Batamo, he didn't put up a fight at all. <laughs> no, not at all. He's a stupid character. Yeah. Agreed. We had enough he of looked, him in the other looked, tournament. He looked fucking stupid. Yep. He looked his like they were like, were we're going to do a knockoff of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he did too. Yeah, uh, I wonder if it was like a nod to. That's personally what I think because I mean, dude, he pretty much looks exactly like him, Golden yeah. Bear, with like mm-hmm. a red shirt on. They just gave him some red sweatbands, and we're like, he's metal. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he was blubber or whatever, right? He was just like jelly. Was yeah. he? Je- I couldn't remember if he was like a metal or jelly or like what he yeah, was. He just absorbed just like, it all. Yeah, jelly or something. His fat absorbed punches. Yeah. True that. Uh, next one. The next one is, uh, I think it's Jill Cole from Universe 10. He's Ed eliminated. Uh, no, he's eliminated Jake by... Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal um, from Universe 10. He gets eliminated by Jameez of Universe 2 with a blue energy blast. Um, pretty sure I think that's another kind of small one. That's yeah, not it's really just another, like, they get another character out. I don't remember... Who that is? I'm looking. But the next two are pretty important, though. You have a uh, Rubalt from Universe 10, who's eliminated by Piccolo. Uh, and with the he's the guy Energy that blast. can. He's the guy that can. Uh, or which one? Is he's he? the red one that I think is just really strong. That Piccolo is fighting, and he surrounds him first with all of those yellow energy orbs, you know. Mm. And the guy's like, "Oh, you can't even hit me!" Blah blah blah. But Piccolo goes, "Oh yeah, oh, well yeah. I surrounded your ass," and it's just a- blows him the fuck up. And he's like, just canatonic, then like, uh, uh fucking falls over, and then he just yeah, right and out of the ring. Him out. And then Piccolo, we're right here. He's fighting this. Or, or no, Gohan. Which uh-huh. it's, Gohan. Yeah, it's Gohan. Gohan's fighting the guy that can like do like that multi-form technique or whatever it is. Yeah. Obni. Yep, Obni. he's fighting Obni, and then that's the battle that really like fucks Gohan up for a moment emotionally. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Um, it is because Obni's the last of the tenth universe. Yeah, he's the last. Oh one. yeah, and he picks up the locket or whatever he had with the picture of his family, and it, and it hits Gohan like. Because he sees himself in that guy. Yeah. Well, he does, and then we watch them all disappear, and the locket goes with them, and it's a very somber moment. You know, we lose another universe. Another one of those moments where we were talking about when the severity of the situation sinks in a little bit more. Exactly. Yeah, the atmosphere changes a lot more. Because they, they, even during their fight, they are showing each other respect, and... Yeah, Gohan sees himself in in that the family man. He sees that locket with the who's in the locket? His family. It's like his him and his wife and his kid, and I yeah. think it. Yeah, and he sees himself in that. In well, yeah, family. probably makes it more real to them that like, oh, all these other peoples from all these other universes, like not all of them are just pure like fighters you know say like hit or jiren or something there are other ones that are there like 18 and 17 to protect their families and gohan you know and their loved ones that have no idea they could be annihilated at any moment and you could you could easily be there and you see the other fighters disappear when their universe is wiped out but it's that lets it sink in a little bit that not only they are disappearing, but everyone they care about, everyone in their entire universe is gone. Yep, they're yeah. just annihilated, you know? And I love um, with Ob- uh, uh, Obni. Obni. Yep. <laughs> Obni. 
I love the way they animate the way when he does split into his different forms, like the way it looks. The different, it's, it's like a spectrum of color. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really pretty fucking awesome. cool. Yeah. Um, well, one of those. I another, forget how they explain his power, what he's doing exactly. He's essentially like splitting his energy up into those different forms. So then so that it way. So it is a multi-form. Yeah, Gohan can't track him, his energy Because he divorces it from himself is what Whis says. Oh. Yeah. He's split, technically splitting off his energy into all these forms, you know, it's kind of like when when Voldemort put his soul into all the Horcruxes. <laughs> okay. He's actually okay. splitting off pieces of himself. It's not just that's what Tien's doing when he multi. Exactly, yeah. It's it's something like that essentially, but it's more of his energy. I'd say you know that he's splitting, but it's still is part of him. Gotcha. Yeah. It's pretty interesting though and Yeah, but it makes it harder to track him is what we're talking about. It, oh, basically. there's the picture. There's the locket right there with a little baby. Like a little baby. Oh. Yep, that Gohan's yeah. looking at and it just And Piccolo tells him basically he's like, Are you good? And the Zennies like, are just like lifting up their hands. They're like, Woo, disappearing bye bye. another Yeah, bye yeah, bye. Yep. And well, and, it, and the angel too, she makes me sad because you can tell she really cared for her destroyer. You know, and everything. Well, her universe, and, yeah. yeah, her universe. It's and, essentially their charge to protect yeah. that. Well, yeah, and it's like even though they, I think they kind of act a little um, like neutral, you know, when it comes to everything, they still really care deep down, even if the angels don't show as much emotion necessarily. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, they're definitely not malevolent in any way, and they're not. No. They don't act as if they don't care. Right. Right, but they don't necessarily like you don't see t- necessarily too much emotion from them and so it's Right, they they seem to be carefree most of the time. Well, yeah, and they probably have to kind of maintain that neutrality. Um, yeah, that neutrality of, you know, they can't get too um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh attached. Yeah, yeah. like too attached to their destroyer and stuff because eventually you're going to have a new destroyer, and those thousands of years those destroyers live, that could just be like a second to the I angels, you million, know? I think it's millions. Or yeah. millions of years. That could be like a day to an angel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just. Uh, oh, I was like, what? Yeah, what? No, do you, do you have a point just... to make? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but then the next uh, fight is kind of interesting. I mean, the next elimination is going to be uh, Kunchi from Universe 11. He's got the energy that comes out of his hands however because he's um, helping despo when hitting despo start fighting yeah and that's oh, a the, really cool he's got, fight like, the whips the energy whip. Yeah, yeah like the yellow because he helps him out you know despo is the the purple looking rabbit yeah, um, he's like holding people down and shit isn't he yeah he's holding people down with those like kind of webs and stuff and he helps rescue despo when hit oh yeah when he almost gets Which, knocked out i want to talk yep. about how dispo is honestly the best counteraction to hit especially at that moment with Being his fast well, fast in his hearing because he figures out uh, hits uh, time skip ability because he can hear his muscles clench. That's crazy. Which is fucking like when you think about it, who could be more perfect to fight and eliminate him? That is a really cool fight. Well, and one thing I want to point out about the fight that I've pointed out to Vince multiple times when we have watched it is that literally the only people that can see them fight are the angels. The destroyer gods can't see it. Not even the Zennies. They're like, we can't see what's happening. And so to They're me, 
I mean, to me, that says a lot that like even the gods cannot see how they move. Literally only the angels can. To me, that shows you just how powerful the angels are in their yeah, own way. How the Grand Primister has to give the Zenny's slow like, motion. Yeah, the slow motion because not even they can see it. And they're the creators of the universe. <laughs> Which that, I love how just... in a childish way they complain about it too. They're like, we can't see. Like, we don't know. <laughs> they're too fast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, that just lends to you got to think in perspective of somebody who's immortal right and how boring the multiverse must have been for millions of years before this yes right and so this is not only just a tournament this is a spectacle to everyone there oh yeah most and, definitely and they gotta be like the gods gotta be going what the fuck like these mortals are insanely powerful Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, they're seeing shit that they probably never have before. And just like you said, just them not being able to keep up. That's insane. These are the gods we're talking about. Yeah, and they can't even, their eyes can't keep up with what these two extremely, like, fast and powerful fighters are doing. It's insane. It's fucking crazy. And one's literally bending dimensions and shit, like... Yeah, warping them. warping reality and reaching into other dimensions. The other one's so fast that him fucking with those other dimensions and time doesn't matter. And it's just like that's so fucking cool. Yeah, because doesn't Dispo say something like he can go uh, supersonic just for like a few seconds or Super something son- like that? Supersonic yeah. is not really that fast. Or subsonic or something like that. He says something because we, we talked be... about this. Remember, like speed, right? And we worked it out uh, mathematically. Remember that one time, right? And it was when Gotenks flew around the planet like eight times in like a couple, like a second or two. Uh huh. And we, he wasn't even anywhere near the speed of light doing that. Right. But still, that was like hundreds of thousands of miles per hour. Yeah, which I I mean, I don't know why they would bring that point up then. But I mean, maybe they just didn't do the math on it. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Because they, uh, Gotenks was already going faster than any, you know, he was flying supersonic. Like, so these guys and what's his name? Depso? Despo. Despo. Despo, Despo. I would say he is maybe the fastest person we've ever seen. Yeah. I, I could and, agree with that. Of everyone, Birder, remember he claimed yeah. he claimed he could move faster than the speed of light and all this. Right. But really not even close. No. But he was just so fast that people couldn't perceive it. Right. You know what I mean? It, the people around him. Uh, Despo probably is approaching that. Yeah. Like, he he legitimately probably is moving close to the speed of light. That guy is... Oh, most definitely. And I like when, um, when Goku kind of throws himself into the battle to help hit because he says one of my most favorite lines. 
mm-hmm. of the show, which is a nice nod to, um, you know, tricks, cereal and yogurts and stuff. He says, I've got my own tricks, silly rabbit. Yeah. And it just made my fucking life, that little that, nod to it. I wonder if he said that in the translation or if that's something they just added. I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, it, it could just be a nod to it, you know. Either way, like, it's great. Either way, yeah. it was awesome for me. And we I need, really very much enjoyed that. I need another mimosa. Okay, well, let's pause. We can make a Uh, a break. We're going to pause one more time. We'll be back. Okay. And we're back. We're back, bitches. With mimosas. Yes. Freshly poured. Freshly poured mimosas. We are ready to go. Frosh as fuck. (laughs) Frosh. It's so frosh. It's so frosh. Mimosa. It's so frosh. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. It's so frosh. Let's talk about Dragon Ball. Oh my fucking god. So, like, then Kenshi gets eliminated. Uh, when he's punched in the spine by Hit. Yeah, he just, like, uh, time skips behind <laughs> him and then hits him in the back. Uh, uh, he hit him. It was, <laughs> it was so fucking brutal. Oh, my God. All right, that's a fucking number. <laughs> it was pretty brutal, though, when uh, Hit does eliminate Kenshi. I mean, he just fucks him up. Another guy that's going to try to eliminate you as quick as possible yeah most definitely but also he enjoyed his fight with goku so he's kind of floating he does but he also has that mindset of i have you know because he's an assassin he thinks very much this is my job this is what i have to do and i'm gonna do it do it do it do it do it yeah he blew it (laughs) he did blow it he did blow it eventually but he should have lasted in the tournament way longer I yeah. don't know, though. I mean, he was going up against some strong fighters, he though. He did fucking fight Jiren, though. Yeah. He did. That's where he fucked up. That is where he fucked up. I mean, he <laughs> he tried, though. He did what, he you know. He gave Jiren a run for his money, oh, yeah. kind of. Ooh. After, like, hitting Kinshi, though, that's when we get to Master Roshi fucking shit up, and it's Which great. the first elimination of his is so fucking funny. It is hilarious. How he scares the fuck out of that chick. She's all trying to seduce him, takes her cape off. She's like, ooh. And he's he like... blindfold himself? No, no, he did the training with Poir, so he wouldn't be tempted. Oh, that, that's yeah. when he blindfolded himself. Yes, exactly. That's when he yeah. blindfolded himself. But in this fight, yeah. he um does like he gets all like large and in charge, you know, gets all and then that chick's like, oh, my God. And she just Stay like away from me. Don't she, touch me, old man. Yeah, she's scared of the creepy <laughs> old man. So she just like run and dives off the edge. She's yeah. like, she's like, nope, I'm going to piece the fuck out of this one. She's like, I'm sorry. I know. She's like, oh, God, you know, like, no one, yeah. my powers of seduction didn't work. <laughs> yeah, he goes all after Universe 4 here. Um, and the next is Darkori. Her powers, I think, are fucking cool, though, by the way. I think they are, too. I like her. talismans and, like... Her illusions that she can create yeah, and stuff. it's kind of like Scarecrow from Batman. It's pretty, pretty cool. fucking cool. Um, yeah, and then she pins down his shadow and that's when he first unveils the um the uh, evil, evil containment, containment which i have notes on because that's, that's, that's yes. such a dope move it's, it's so such, cool it's so cool but what's awesome it seems to fucking work right though well it works I mean, for it work, her though it works, yeah it works on like people that but he's they've tried it against well even trunks tried to use it against black exactly and, and it, it didn't and work and it so failed. i mean at least you know roshi did this but what i loved though is when Beerus starts fighting with, I want to say it's the Mouse God from um, 
Is his universe? Yeah, he's universe four. Yeah, That's universe four. The they start fighting up. about the containment wave, and then you see just how scary the Zennies get because they go very robotic, and they're like, the containment wave is allowed, and the gods are like, oh, well, fuck. You more know? or less the arguments over the fact that he used the He's jar. using an item, yeah. Yeah, well, to yeah. In, to throw but him out There's a few web. times where they, they just allow it. because Yeah, cool. they're they like, do. fuck your rules. I like it. It's cool. Eat yeah, a dick. Same thing with the uh, cauliflower and... Well, yeah, but even yeah. in that instance with Cauliflaw, they're like, merging is fun. We like merging. Merge, yeah. merge. But with the evil containment, though, like I said, they go very robotic yeah. and Their they're faces like, it's get allowed. Like half shadowed and they're just like piercing eyes, like, it's allowed. We like it. And, you're just, <laughs> and the gods are like, yeah. okay, then never mind. Yeah, Pierce and the mouse dude are like, okay, we'll go fuck off. Sorry, sir. All right. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> it's funny okay. though when Zenny gets scary like that and is like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna allow this. It makes me wonder if they would have allowed Sensu beans. Eventually, maybe. Yeah. If they had more time. Probably. Probably. It's Probably. so you keep forgetting how short the tournament actually is in like all reality. Minutes. Yeah, it's like a forty or like forty five minute long thing and well, and that could have been a strategy, though, used by some of the destroyer gods. If I would have saw that, and I was one of the destroyer gods, and I had a trick up my sleeve, like sensu beans or something like that, all I would do is just be like, hey, uh, Zenny, so by the way, I actually have this really cool bean that will allow my fighter to fight stronger and regain his health and all this other stuff. Um, can we use it? That dude, okay, If you here's put the it to him in a fun way, they probably would allow it. They'd be like, fuck yeah. Here's the thing. I think, yeah, it has to be cool, though. I don't know if that's cool. Like, that that definitely sounds like cheating. Uh, it would be, it, it depend on the fighter. Like, the other stuff. If, if it other, was Goku, I think they would allow it. Like we said, this tournament is a spectacle. So, in essence, it's a spectacle for the gods. And so, yeah, of course, like, seeing really cool shit happen, like the containment wave or fusion. Like, yeah, you're going to be like, yeah, that's that's cool. But then when people are like healing themselves with with like shit, that's basically like saying that's ah, fine. He can do steroids. Yeah, See, I was gonna say. I think I don't know. I think the Zennies would allow Goku to use a Sensu Bean because let's face it, in this whole tournament, they are so biased towards the seventh universe. They love it. Yep. They're always like, "Oh, Goku!" Even when you know he first goes through his ultra instinct and everybody thinks he's dead they're like not goku goku's not dead is he like they are very biased towards the seventh universe so i think the seventh would be able to get away probably with some stuff that maybe if the other universes has tried first they wouldn't have but since it's the seventh they'll be like okay it's fine and it's not and, and to be clear it's not like goku wouldn't throw his opponent a senzu too Exactly. He'd be like, here, let's fight at our full strength. Yeah. Like, let's all do it. Like you know, he, he definitely would. And like, he, and he's done it so many times. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, he has. <laughs> so uh-huh. he, threw, he gave Cell a Senzu Bean, yep. for fuck's sake. I know. I mean, he just, <laughs> for Goku, it's just all fun and games. So it, it wouldn't be cheating then, I guess, if yeah. everybody's doing it. Yeah. That's true. But yeah. Um, but then after Dark Hori, I really... Love this fight. She hates the way he looks, but I love it because he looks like classic, like, 80s, 90s cartoon style. Um, But Ganos from Universe 4 then fights uh, Master Roshi after seeing uh, the previous two get eliminated. And he is the eagle. He transforms into, like, the eagle-looking dude. That Roshi's trying to, like, put to sleep and stuff. 
Yeah, and you know the I guess the longer he fights, the stronger he gets um, throughout the competition. That's what they say. So he's getting pretty fucking powerful, and Roshi realizes like, oh yeah, I have to knock this guy out because if he keeps fighting, he could possibly even give give Goku a run for his money later on in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when he kills himself using the Kamehameha. Yeah. Does he die? Or yes, because Goku has to shoot blasts into his chest Which to get him re- back. Restart his heart. Yep. yep. Which, if you're a fan, if you've been a fan for the whole series and you watch Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, that is kind of a, a heartstring Super moment. Super emotional moment. Well, because Goku emotional doesn't cry moment. a lot either, and he's actually like tears in his eyes, him and Krillin both, you know? Like the yeah. way Krillin yells for him, like, Goku, you know? Like, uh-huh. come save him. They do a good job of just pulling at the heartstrings in this. They, they hit all. I think that's why the tournament's so great. It's like it's hitting all the key points. You get those emotional moments, you get the new transformations for people you get everything you love about dragon ball is in the tournament of power well and like we were just watching some episodes where there's a moment between 18 and 17 where they're you know she's talking to him about wanting the cruise ship and she's like you know i'm just focused on marin and krillin although i wish krillin could make some more money that would be helpful like they have a very human moment there that's so real it's real and like relatable you know what i'm saying and it's just it's i like those like soft moments we get where like their humanity comes out and they almost you know they come across as real people with real lives and problems and not just these warriors you know in this Which battle fucked up that they struggle when they got multiple people who are rich as fuck that are their friends i know yeah, i'd be like right? bulma it's like bulma hey like throw me a bone here no shit like or not, even mr satan i would just hit him up i'd be like dude not to be a fucking leech but you're literally the richest person in the world well yeah Right, like, can you help us out a little? Like, we've helped save like, the universe, no bitch. Shit, that's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like I'm not trying to be an asshole, but like, I well, at like, least dude. could have a fucking four bedroom house, okay, for my family. Fuck, no shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I only she saved could, the universe. Bulma could throw them. Oh, you know, fifty millions any, and not even give a fuck. That's no. pocket change. Yeah, exactly. Like, think about how rich the richest person in the world is, like, for real. Who, and, and Who is it now? Is well, it's it... like those Saudi princes. Those are the guys that don't have to, like, claim their wealth. But they're estimated to have, like, trillions. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and even if Bulma's just, um, like, a hundred billionaire. Right. Like, a hundred billion? It's a fucking lot of money. A hundred billion? <laughs> One billion isn't dollars. That like, isn't that like what Be- Jeff Bezos has? Uh, I don't know. He how might rich even... is... Hey, Google. How rich is Jeff Bezos? According to Wikipedia, he is the founder, executive chairman, and former president and CEO of Amazon. <laughs> With a net worth of 109.3 billion dollars. Yeah. You should ask her who the richest. He's the man fifth in the richest world. person in the world. It said so. He ain't even the richest. The, 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 that's people that have. Hey, oh my god. Stop. <laughs> I just kept going, dude. Yeah. <laughs> She's talking about fucking Albuquerque, New Mexico. I don't fucking know, dude. Hundred. What did I say? Hundred nine. Hundred nine billion dollars 
what the fuck? Yeah. Oh. That is literally more money than you know it. Elon with. Musk is only the second richest person. And who's the most? Bernard Arnault, co-founder, chair, and CEO of LVMH. He is worth $190 billion. This is to be clear. All the, only the people that have to claim their wealth like to the right. public. The, like So there are like Saudi princes and shit that, like I said, have trillions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. A tr- trillions? One trillion dollars. Like, dude, that is a lot of fucking money. So much money. I like <sighs> literally you wouldn't like so a hundred and nine, so you think about that. Isn't uh a trillion is a million Well a uh, trillion is uh the next step up from No no I get it, but uh, like how many So a billion is a. It's fuck. way too early to do it's, math, dude. Man. So much, dude. It's so much <laughs> fucking money. It's so much. Before fucking money. a trillion, you'd have nine hundred ninety-nine billion dollars. Nine 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 nine. Yep. And a billion dollars, you'd have a. Nine hundred ninety-nine million. million. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking money, man. <laughs> I mean, what would you do with that money? What the fuck would you? I mean, I know you would I build, would, you would build rockets I and mean, flamethrowers. I would build electric cars, a castle like the Adams family, like mansion no, on an I island. Mean us like cavemen level compared to these guys, like because they're that already live rich. Men. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, what would you personally, I mean, what would be, like, the most expensive thing you think you could possibly buy with that amount of money? Okay, for yourself, just for not yourself. not in general, but for yourself, what would be the most expensive thing? That I would buy? Yeah, for uh-huh. you. Oh. If I had $109 billion. Uh-huh. Or theoretically speaking, even a trillion. I, I like to think that I would be like modest about it, but come on. Right. I mean, if you're gonna have that kind of money, you get, you might as well be balling out, right? Fuck yeah. So he built, dude. They had to like tear down a bridge so they could get his yacht that he built out of this harbor. They built it. They had to like tear the bridge down to get it out of there. <laughs> so you're going so it's like like yeah so you could totally build a giant fucking like this is a cruise ship essentially with a yacht inside the yacht right and then you know a fleet of jet skis and what the fuck ever like i guess right like uh i would have a fucking helicopter i i i, I i'm more keen to a private jet same i would i would want to Okay, because I've always been a fan of like flight simulators and shit, so I've, I, I would definitely like it realistically, like something that I would actually use. I would definitely go buy like a Cessna, right? And because I know how to operate one of those in a in a simulator, so definitely not like completely. <laughs> You'd be that rich guy that would kill himself after a week of gaining maybe, wealth. 
<laughs> maybe maybe by like, Sessa, you're like, I fucking got this. I've played I played Xbox. simulators. I know what I'm doing. They'd be like, <laughs> and, and he didn't crashes. know what he was doing. <laughs> At the end of the fucking <laughs> runway, just shows a video. I'm not saying I just <laughs> jump in the fucker. I would, I would go get like lessons and uh, shit. I'm not, I'm not like, so I got funny. plenty of experience. There's like a pilot ready to train you. You're like, ah, hey, dude, Listen, back I'm off. I'm okay. Rich. Have you have you ever played fucking flight simulator? I doubt it. Right, like I got this. Okay, fucking I know what I'm doing. Move over. Okay, I even bought this model specifically. That's it's my hilarious. favorite one in the game. So <laughs> <laughs> then you just crash into a ball of fucking no, fire. <laughs> like though, no, for real though, that game, uh, it works with Google Maps and shit, and like uses um, oh the, yeah, the weather and all that. Like, yeah. So it's like live weather and. So if you tried to fly right now, and we, by the way, it's been like a blizzard out. Yeah, it's so like negative one right now. If you now. tried to fly in that game, you wouldn't even be able to take off. Yeah, yeah, you'd be like, fucked. Because you can fly out of the airport here. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you're telling me about that. It seems pretty fucking dope. I'm going to have to pick it up sometime. No, I'm not saying I could. And actually playing a game like that, where it is realistic as fuck, uh-huh. you realize how extremely hard it is to fly right there's a lot like you're like oh like i play gta it's fine i can fly yeah no (laughs) right (laughs) like it is so fucking hard to even like accurately estimate how high off the ground you are right like just visually Mm -hmm. like that is the last thing you want to be doing is flying just by like just visually. So if you lose all your instruments and shit, that's not good. Right. But a lot of the times they'll have like analog instruments so you can still read. Mm-hmm. But like even learning how to use an autopilot is fucking stupid hard. Right. Well, I imagine it's got to be pretty fucking hard because like I was telling you, I played that farming simulator and I was thinking like, ah, it's fucking farm equipment, right? Like, ah. But even then, like, it took me half an hour to figure out how to run this fucking cedar I bought in that game. Yeah. I was like, how do I plant fucking seeds? It's all plowed. What the fuck? <laughs> you have to, like, put lime in your field and all this other shit, and you have to have separate, like, well, things I did, for that. I did a fucking train simulator, too. Just driving a... Dude, so you're... The physics and, and shit and all these are, like... It's a simulator, so they're super accurate. Right. And so just like understanding the momentum of a train and like actually like even starting one. Right. Just starting the motherfucker. Like my son was giving me shit about playing the flight simulator and he's like, eh, you're not really. And I'm like, okay. And I like started it over and I was like, start the plane. Yeah. Just start the plane. <laughs> I, I fucking guarantee you can't. Right. Like just, yeah, just starting a plane is like super hard. Yeah. Or it's I, like a whole sequence and you have a, that's why you have to go through like flight checks and shit. So I actually have like a small amount of experience of experience with that because when I worked for a company out here that transloaded a uh, frac sand for frac companies um out of rail cars uh I worked out of Douglas and they had a shuttle wagon there. Um and yeah, I mean, the elements and everything, it's surprising just how hard it is. Like, if you have a full load of train cars and you have a lot of weight behind you and it had snowed just like it has, you know, recently, 
you cannot you you would be surprised at how hard it is like you have to cut down the amount of cars you have because you cannot get that thing going if it gets on a little bit of slippery rail or anything like that and you have too much weight you're just going to sit there and spin and eventually derail yourself you know if you keep up Mm -hmm. so it's pretty yeah i mean the moral of this story i guess is the next time you get on a plane a train or even a bus you know public transportation be thankful for the person that operates that shit i just watched a video of like some dude some pilot like their landing gear on the front of this uh passenger plane Mm -hmm. uh was the landing gear had turned sideways so the wheels were shit but this dude like a fucking pimp uh-huh. Landed this fucking thing super graceful, like just lowered the front down, like, and it's really hard to do that, right? Like it takes to a hit lot of touch. to hit the runway. That is one of the hardest parts about flying is actually landing, right? And there are a lot of hard parts about it. Like it is not easy, but landing and doing it smoothly and doing it to where you wouldn't damage the plane in real in reality. Yeah, like. Is not easy. And this guy brought the fucking front end of that plane down with, like, so gently. Like, so he knew it was going to, like, start smoking and all that shit. Right. And so he let it down. Even after it had touched it, it smoked for a while. He, like, let it down, the nose of the plane down so gently. Right. And, like, of course, it was, like, catastrophic and fucking destroyed the wheels and whatnot. But he let it down so gently and slowed it down. And stopped it, and and it didn't wreck the plane. Wow! Yeah. Like, and to do that, it, that's fucking insane skill. Well, and this whole time we've just been talking about like commercial public airlines. Think about being an air fighter. Why like are we a, talking about airplanes? We're, this is a Dragon Ball podcast. I know, but because we were talking about, about what we would do when we got rich. Oh yeah, think about a firefighter for or a fighter jet pilot in the air force fuck me pulling seven g's on your body and shit oh no that's nuts whose phone is ringing it's the house phone oh i don't ever use you it it's like you have a house, house phone, phone? i always forget it. i always you, forget it's there you fossil oh my god did you barter with bones and nobody, fur when you were young too <laughs> nobody nobody even has that phone number so i don't know who i don't know who is calling You're like what the fuck it's 2023 grandpa no one has landlines anymore <laughs> yeah but when Russia launches a missile at our satellites, we're all fucked then. But the hey. phone will survive, <laughs> right? Your landline will still be active. Yeah, I'll so. be like calling, trying to call people, and I know, but I won't be able to call anyone because I'm the only guy <laughs> that's got the landline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone's gonna be coming over asking to use your phone and shit. Like, nope, be nope. Like the you old fuckers days. are making fun of me now. <laughs> yeah, you could have had one. Be like the old <laughs> days where it's like, hey, I don't have enough minutes for you to be running up this shit. Call after nine. Fuck off. Dude, I, dude. Okay, so I am that old. Yeah. When I the first cell phone I had, um, they did have those kind of. Re- so during yep. the day, you didn't want to call like too much or at all, really. Yeah, her and I, I and think then, were on the fringe of that. Yeah, we were. Because yeah. I remember being on the phone after nine o'clock, yeah, and I'd be like, nine. I can talk for hours. And then you're calling everybody. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, so who wants to hang out? You know, after nine o'clock at night. These chicks <laughs> stole my cell phone when I was in high school. Oh no! And then, like, we're calling California and shit. Ran up like a fourteen hundred dollar bill. 
Fuck. It was pretty nuts. And for back then, too. That was fucking I think lot. the bill I ran up was a couple grand. I, and and yeah. it was like roaming if you left, if you were like at the lake. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That was before we could put our shit on like airplane mode or different things to not use your service. Yeah. All right. All right. Next but. fight. Hermilla and Tien. Yeah, which oh, is a pretty cool Tien. fight. So you have Hermilla and Prum. Um, I almost called him Prum. <laughs> him and Prum. You're gonna um, make me Prum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna Prum. I'm Prum. Uh, I'm Prumming. <laughs> oh, my Hermilla just Prummed. But anyways, uh, uh, Hermilla has this like uh, sniper laser shot that he can shoot from his wrist that's pretty potent and like concentrated. And Prum essentially absorbs it, and he can re- redirect and reflect, reflect. him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he and he can see the whole entire arena with these like those weird little orbs. Glass, yeah, the glass orbs that he pukes out of his mouth. Disney bounced the beam off of those two. Yep. 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 And that's so how they work together. Piccolo and Gohan uh, come under sniper fire from him because there's that pig, Doctor Doctor Rotel Rotella. Yep. Or some shit like that, and he Doctor Rota, Rota, Rotella, isn't Rotella. that like Doctor Rotel? <laughs> like, isn't that a pasta? Uh, that's what I thought, or a salsa. But that would make something. sense. Because no Rotel, the can of Rotel, like chilies that you put in like yeah, Velveeta and make yeah. queso. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but, well, it would make sense because he names everybody after food and stuff. Well, yeah, true that. So maybe he's he's a doctor of food. He never gets to explain, but. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool fight. Um, Tien, he does another, it's a similar kind of technique, but I guess to maybe Opni, but where he splits himself. Yeah. But what's, what's interesting about that is when he divides himself up, if that clone of himself gets eliminated, he loses that amount of power for Tien. So essentially uh, when he does that, it's risky because he loses a lot of power and stamina, but He's able to come after Hermilla from all different angles. Well, um, yeah, in this instance, it was able to buy him the time of getting other forms shot off so he could race up to him since, I mean, nobody was going to get that close to him with, you know, him being a sniper, you know? Yeah. And so it's pretty smart. But then uh, he gets down to just back to his original self. All of his clones get shut off, uh, shot off. And then um, what is it that triggers them to start? Because Tien falls off the edge first, and Hermilla tricks him, right? Hermilla tricks him and, like, gets him to fall off the edge, but then um, Tien ends up splitting himself off again, and his clones well, grab... I don't think he splits oh, himself yeah, again. He... I just think they he makes them think that he killed off his clones, but they realistically survive. There's, there's still one left in it. Well, no, because three of them grab yeah, Hermilla. It's like three of them. That grab him, and they're holding him down while he's falling with Tien. And he's like, if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. Yeah, he's like, yeah. they're like head, going head first, and Tien's yep. just like smiling in his face. Yeah. Yep, yeah. so even though Tien gets eliminated, he takes somebody, he takes with, somebody him. with him, and you know. Yep, and then you have the a small little battle between Prum and uh, Vegeta and Goku. They fire off both the Gallic Gun and Kameha at him. He deflects them, but then uh, Vegeta shoots another, or no, Goku shoots another blast at him. He absorbs it and fires it back. 
And they're like, oh, okay, well, we can't use blast. We'll use brawn. They start throwing rocks at him, which is funny to me. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. starts throwing these huge fucking boulders. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's like, god damn it. What the fuck? Dodging him. Like, you guys are dicks, basically. <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, Vegeta has enough. He gets pissed and um, uh, fires off a Gallic gun that uh, takes him and Dr. Rota out because Dr. Rota then clings to Prume and he's like, you never heard why I n- called doctor. They call me Dr. Vegeta's like, who the hell cares? It just shoots them both out of the ring. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, he's trying to tell him. Yeah, that whole time because Dr. Rota's like, you know, you see, the reason why they call me Dr. Rota, and the first time he's trying to explain, he gets sniped and knocked out. And then he comes to again, tries explaining that Vegeta's like, who cares? <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's kind of fucked. He just wanted to tell a story. Yeah. yeah. I know Vegeta's like, nah, bitch. Yeah, like, fuck your story. <laughs> that's, that's the greatest Yeah, he's like, cool ever. story, bro, and then bam. That's oh, my God. Great. <laughs> it's like that guy at the party that keeps talking over you. <laughs> You're just like, finally, fuck it. Like yeah. we're just gonna hit him. He's right like, in the yeah, face. you must still be wondering. They're like, no, we're not. Like we weren't wondering to begin with, but okay. Like, yeah, poor guy. <laughs> uh, so that's some funny shit there. And then uh, next up on the list, fight thirty six is uh oh. Yeah, Maji Kayo. He's that blue guy that's all blue. Oh, yeah, the watery looking guy. guy. Yep, this one. He gets eliminated by Jiren, and this is when kind of I feel like all the competitors are like, holy shit, when it comes to Jiren, like even more so. Um, That blue guy, though, he wraps up Dispo. He kind of uh, tricks him. Um, He gets uh, Terminator 2, you know, the T-1000. Uh, they fire a blast at the blue guy, and he's all like, oh, God. Kind of like the T-1000. Got like a hole in him. him. Yeah, and he's kind of like all wonky, and he's like, please don't hurt me. You know, Dispo comes running up to uh, try to knock him out, and then he gets wrapped up by him. And Jiren basically, you know, um, is like, no, I'm going to fucking pimp slap you. <coughs> um, and just like... <coughs> I think just punches in his general direction, and the force from his punch uh, blows him out of the ring. Which is pretty fucking insane when you think about it. Just that amount of power. Well, they do that in uh, One Punch Man, too, if you guys watch that. Yeah. Where when he's fighting the cyborg guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember now. And that show is so... Have you seen it? Have you? Uh, you guys should just watch the first season. It's good. Have they made a second season, or are so. they? Okay, I I haven't caught up or uh, kept up with it, but I did watch. Yeah, the there's one definitely season. a second season, but I don't know uh, beyond that. But the first season, it's another great show that yeah. is like making fun of, so it's funny and like uh, like badass. Mm-hmm. But the point was that. <clears throat> There's one guy that sees how badass that he is, you know, and it's this cyborg. I forget his name. And he wants, he's like, I want you to fight me. The cyborg guy, he's like, I want you to fight me and I'm going to go all out. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I want to measure my strength against you, essentially. Right. And this guy's a fucking bad motherfucker. Like some of the shit he's doing to try to fight. Uh, What's his name? 
Saitama. 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 Yeah. And he essentially just dodges it like Whis does against Goku and Vegeta. Is like what I would describe, like right. compare it to. Just dodge out of the way. Kinda. And uh, there's one point when Saitama punches at him, at, like, like with all of his strength, uh-huh. and like stops the punch in front of his face. And then the what, the shockwave of the punch, like, hollows out a mountain behind him. It just wipes out this mountain behind right. him. And same fucking thing. Yeah, it's pretty fucking dope. I, I love when they do that in these kind of uh, animes, I don't know. It's a good way to show level of strength, if you, just the wave. It is. Off of your punch does yeah. that, then what's your punch going to do? Yeah, exactly. Like, when you actually get hit by that, like, what fucking, the fuck? Fucking hurt. And Jiren, he's that guy, dude. Like, he's that fucking guy where... Much like he, Wu-Tang Clan, he ain't nothing to fuck with. He's, he, dude, he's not. He really isn't. Yeah. He ain't nothing to fuck with at all. No, no. They they should have a new member called Jiren in Wu-Tang. Because well, he, he's such he would a, be all nine yeah. members. So he would be, all, if they all fused. Yeah. <laughs> that would, hey, I'm okay with that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> if they that, all fused. That actually would be some kind of like badass fan art project or something. If they all know? fused, they become Jiren. Yeah. That'd actually be the pretty most powerful dope. dude in the universe, right? Well, <laughs> we don't know that, right? Right. That because there are other discovered. four other universes that uh, trigger that. You know, got yeah. s- strong folk too. So maybe there's some people stronger than Jiren, and what the fuck? Yeah, and Frieza might be as strong as Jiren now in his black form. Oh yeah. I, I think there could be a strong argument for that. Or stronger, but we don't know for sure. But he definitely one-shotted Goku and Vegeta right. in way higher forms than they are in uh, previously. It, by the end of the tournament. Right. Just fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, God. Like. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the power is definitely getting fucking crazy in the show. And I, I, I wonder how far they're going to take it. They're going to take it pretty fucking There's far. There's got to be some point when when people start getting so strong that they rival like the power of the angels and like the gods that be and they already are close, right? Right, yeah. we're starting to verge on that for sure. Uh Goku's ultra instinct, but his ultra instinct is nowhere near Whis's and then Whis's is nowhere near the grand premisters. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I still want to know who's stronger than the Grand Premister, to be honest. Right, because he was what? The third, fifth the most f- powerful. Was it the fifth? Most powerful being in the universe, yeah. So what in the fuck? Like, so we- there's four others above him, and we don't know who the fuck they are. And we talked about, like, we haven't really seen uh, much from, like, the other side of things, like demons and such. Exactly. Other than Deboria. Was that his name? Deborah. 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 Yeah. What the fuck? You tried. <laughs> Deborah. Uh, but he was supposed to be like the king. So he would have been like King Kai's equivalent. Right. Right. So it's like, so if then, that's it, I mean. That can't uh, be it. That can't yeah, be it. No. So he's like King Demon, like King Kai. 
So then there's got to be like Supreme Demon, uh, you know, on and on. And right. then to, up to the Grand Premister's uh, equivalent. And maybe he, like we've said, is he stronger? Like, so what would their power be, though? Like, so the Destroyers have their uh, Hakai, like... Destruction energy. Destruction energy. Uh, Angels have Ultra Instinct. Mm -hmm. So then what would demons have? Like I said, I think it would be interesting if they were more in control of rebirth and regrowth. Like, they flipped the roles, you know? Oh, like Chelsea was saying before. Yeah, where it's like, you know, um, the instead of a god of destruction, they have a god of, you know, rebirth or rebuild. Or creation rebuild. or... Yeah, god of creation. and Because we've talked about that, yes, though... That even would though be kind of cool. I think we would have to because, like, the Kais, I know we've kind of compared them as, like, the juxtaposition to the Destroyer Gods, but at the same time, the Kais are just the watchers of the universe. They observe... They don't meddle. You know, we even saw that with Zamasu and the Kai from Universe 10. He, they're just observing them, seeing what they do, how they'll evolve over the years. There has to be that opposite force of creation. Because for every, you know, decision made, there's got to be an opposite reaction, right? So for everything being destroyed, I mean, you can't just keep destroying shit and not replenishing. Right. And yeah. and. It's like you would assume that the angels are the creators, but you've never actually seen them create. We've only seen yeah. them help steer the hand of the destroyer gods, not necessarily. Right. Yeah. And that would be like an interesting, just like switcheroo. Well, that's it what like I'm having the like the demon world are the creators, and then the angels and stuff. And that's yeah, what the I'm angels saying. oversee the be... destroyers. And like, what a interesting way to look at it because that actually kind of makes sense. Is like you wouldn't want the super evil beings to be the ones to, that are destroying. You would want the more measured. Like angels and like more like calm. well yeah because the angels are able to manipulate them in a sense. Look at how Weiss was able to keep fucking around with like food and shits like that to get Beerus to not destroy Earth right away. He was manipulating him, even though I think Beerus knows he's manipulating him in a sense. But I think at times too, he like. I don't know. Whis is just a good... The angels are master manipulators. Look at how Vados does it with Champa, even. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, too. You know what I mean? They are meant to... You know, they can manipulate you and kind of drive you to do their bidding. However, I think at the same time, too, though, there's, like, an extent to that. Well, they they can clearly, like, keep their destroyer in check. Like, well, yeah. They're, like, I think they're a glorified like babysitter. Like, physically. Like, they can do that physically. But... Like you're saying, they do it a lot, like through words and just like mental manipulation. Well, like, so yeah, they'll, they'll, right. they know how to like push their destroyers' buttons and like push them over to. Well, like, yeah, because like you know, Champa and Beerus, they're motivated by food. That is how we've seen Weiss and Vados manipulate them with food. 
multiple times when Beerus first came to Earth and Whis was enjoying himself in sushi or when they were playing the baseball game and Vados was talking about the victory feast that they would have and stuff. Like, those destroyers are motivated by food. So I wonder how the angels of other destroyers, how do they keep them in check? Like, what is their kind of motivator, you know what I'm saying? Like, the other ones are able to be manipulated with food, so kind of gluttony. So I wonder if even maybe... Some of the seven deadly sins are associated with other... But maybe they don't have to, some of the other ones. Maybe not. Maybe they're more level-headed than Beerus and Champa. Like we right. said, we think they're kind of the babies of the Destroyers. So maybe the others are mature enough that but their angels don't need to manipulate them as much. Like you were saying before, like if they were maybe the younger of the Destroyers, mm-hmm. like yep. so to speak, like younger in their position... And these other ones are much more mature. They don't need to be manipulated. But maybe they needed to be earlier on in their career. Right. They got to kind of be kept in line. Yeah. I wonder what they would have done. Maybe some of them weren't manipulated by words and they had to be physically restrained. Well, yeah, because, you know, you think about it. Like, I even think back to, like, Zamasu, how he was training to become another Kai. I mean, what if you have a destroyer? that starts getting those kind of crazy thoughts and starts getting out of line. You know what I'm saying? The angel then might have to resort to a physical battle with them versus just some mental manipulation. And what I really like, I like the way you're thinking too, because you have destroyer gods, right? And they love destroying shit and seeing things get... Well, I, I should say... It makes sense that an angel would be with the destroyer god and a demon would be with the, uh, what do we call it, uh, creation god. Because yeah. that angel, knowing that his role is being with the destroyer and he is destroying these uh, planets, they can make a calculated decision of like, okay, life isn't really developing in the way it should on this earth. We need to get it gone, blah, blah, blah. But I wonder if there is a return of satisfaction in knowing that when they destroy something, that angel is going to get to see something recreated and vice versa for the creation god, you know, Um, having it being a demon, they probably love seeing shit get destroyed. So they're probably more calculated and calm of like, okay, yeah, I want to create this because if it gets destroyed someday, it's going to be fucking awesome. Well, and if you you think about it on the Zeno level, then. You think about it like this. If there's an equivalent to Zeno that creates mm-hmm. instead of destroys, so he creates universes. Right. Um, then Zeno, this, then you think past, like, so we, we've already said, the, the multiverses become boring and stagnant to the view of the gods. The tournament may be what, the, it literally saved the multiverse because they must have known we're wiping out this multiverse, but there's going to be another one popping up soon anyway, so it's not going to matter. Right. So like, yeah. So it was essentially a restart, and they they stopped that. Like, they stopped the reset of the multiverse by showing that the multiverse had so much more to offer than they thought. Well, yeah, because they were only going to save the four strongest universes and destroy literally eight others, you know? Like, those eight other universes, like, they would have been completely and utterly fucked without Goku 
turning it into, I think, a fun spectacle for the Zennies versus them just being like, well, fuck it, we'll destroy him and start over. Goku turned it into a fun thing and then, like you said, showed them what the other universes had to offer. So even though, yes, Goku is technically the villain, I think one of the other universes makes that point, too, of where they're like, hey, we would have been destroyed either way, so now we have a fighting chance, you know? Right. Well, at so least you got to show what you have to offer in your universe, and, yeah. And, so. and, like, some of these fights might have been more boring than others, or we might think that some of these other fighters weren't, like, on the same level, like, clearly, but everybody fought for their lives, and, like... Everybody put their all into it. Yeah, Nobody sure. fucked around with fighting. So, yeah. I need you guys to help me working through this process, because maybe I'm missing something, but... Okay, so... <clears throat> When Trunks, when they eliminated that timeline, right? Mm-hmm. They said they're going to send Trunks and Mai back to one where... When you're getting into fucking like split timelines... But but you'll see where I'm going, though, with this. All right, let's, me let's, let's hear them out. All right. So where is that other timeline that they're sending them? The, do they really it's, say... It's another one of the time rings. Yeah, it's like a whole nother... So it's a branch. That's, so, what that's what we're saying. When you get into split timelines, it's different. Than the, tw- how many, 13 universes? 12. 12. It's different than that. Because, like, in each time ring, that's why you have two Zenos. Because they're, and within each time ring is a new multiverse. Well, right, right. But see, this is where I'm going down this dark rabbit hole here. This is why I need <laughs> your guys' help, all right? So, they get sent to that new timeline, right? <clears throat> where things are going good. Things are all kosher, right? Yeah. Yep. What if, even like you're saying, all the way up to a Zenny side of things, so when he eliminated that universe and went, fuck this, this is done, and they scooped him up, what if there isn't even all the way up to the top a counteraction to that? Where that new universe, there is a prime demon. Like Godzilla over the multiple multiverses? Right, and created a new timeline, like a better, like recreated that timeline to flourish, like a Zenny, but with a demon and all that, a prime Since demon. Since the Zenny's gone, now a demon oh, like is up to like... Has to recreate that timeline, and it balances out, you know what I'm saying? All the way up to the Grand Zenny. Because Zenny's technically I, gone from that timeline. Because we talked they took about him. how but the... That, you, that timeline is gone. Like that, that's that's all, what I'm saying. There though. was nothing but a void there anymore. And that's what I'm saying, though, is like, because we've already dabbled with, you know, how the prime minister Primister is almost like a angel to Zenny being a destruction god of the universe. Yep. It could go even to that point, you know, when that timeline got wiped out. That new timeline is the one that a demon and creation god on Zenny's level recreated. Remap. I think that's all done by people splitting the timelines, though. I don't know if those that timeline you're talking about. I don't know if that was like something created just for him. I mean, it's pretty deep. This theory but I've got going. Each but. each time a time ring is created, and this is why they don't like the gods. Don't like people fucking with time because then you it gets muddy. Because right. each time you split the timeline, like I said, you get a new multiverse. So with like each time ring and there's got to be multiple within each universe. 
So well, yeah, each, each universe each has universe... to have their own time rings. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. we know that and Universe knows... 7 has, what, like five of them? They had like four. And then, so, who knows how many time well, rings cause... the other universes have? And then you right. have, it just makes things so fucking messy. Well, yeah. It does. It's, it's very messy them. and convoluted. And you would, think, you would think that the Zenos of each universe would just, or the Zeno, you would think he would just wipe out any alternate timeline on the spot but that's if, what I'm, if that was the case you would think he would just like show up and wipe that out because but, like to keep it clean and keep one multiverse to with no diverging timelines and shit see i think the zenos though are much more detached than we think though i think that's why we have the destroyer gods and the kais and the angels because look at zenny like even the one from the future trunks timeline that we brought back, he'd never seen a tournament. He, you know what I'm saying? There was so much he hadn't seen that they don't know of that. I think because they're so isolated in their little house where they live and everybody's so afraid of them and stuff. I think they don't, they don't know as much as we honestly would think that they do just kind of hanging out in their humble abode, you know, whereas Goku kind of brought them like, Almost like a whole new purpose, kind of like he he a showed whole them. New world. Well, he shrunk, yes, he essentially shrunk them down and brought them into the ant hill, right? Yeah, kind of show, showed them like, and, and then you're like, oh wow, this like is these like, are what you've created. These are the people and the universes, and you know they kind of get to see everything, you know. Whereas I think when they're just kind of stuck playing their game of like breaking planets and stuff, shooting yeah. them at each other. Like, how fucking boring of an existence. Like, he actually gave them something to look forward to in their, like, what do they call omnipotence or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, like Mike said, it, it would have to be pretty fucking boring going millions and millions and millions of years going through that shit. You well, know? that's why whenever people are like, would you want to be immortal? It's like, fuck no, that'd be boring. Well, yeah. unless you were, like, indulging in, like things that interested you and that would be like beerus with food (laughs) yeah but like imagine that being as old as any is and then seeing something as incredible as like the tournament of power you've never seen anything so incredible like in millennia you've been alive billions and billions and billions of years and you've never seen something that incredible yeah and that's the first thing you you see that's incredible. Like it well maybe that maybe not the first thing maybe he's seen like strong fighters before and whatnot. Well, and but I, it kind of doesn't seem that way. Well, and you know how like it, it doesn't cuz like especially and I even think about this like I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but when the tournament ends Like, I seriously wonder, like, maybe had the tournament been boring or, like, not lived up to expectations, would they they have just destroyed all the universes anyway? But then they change their mind once 17 wishes for all the universes to be brought back. Maybe that tournament, you know, gave them faith in all those universes and... You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, like, they were like thinking in terms is like, this is boring. Let's start over. But they got to redeem themselves and show them like, hey, we have so much more to offer out of all these universes. Yeah, and then they yeah. got they got to look at what what was actually happening, how much crazier the universes were than they thought, and they go, wow, this is really exciting. Like these guys are 
Well, yeah, because they'd really only seen Goku. You know what I'm saying? And kind of just Universe 6 and 7 do their thing, and then they get to see six more universes with those two that have some very powerful fighters and different techniques. And they, you know, like how they were like, oh my God, merging is fun. They've probably never seen anybody merge together to become a new entity. They knew you could even do that with the Patara earrings, you know? Yeah, we don't know. They seem so naive, you know? It's like, how much do they really know beyond the fact that they can destroy and create stuff, really? They're just, like you said, isolated. And I think those high up positions, like as a king, like a young king or something, when you get brought into a... like into a position of power, but it's not like real power because the people around you are the ones running the government, right? Well, and, they, and then and then they're just like, oh, stay comfortable and let us handle this, and like you know what I mean. You don't get necessarily brought into the inner workings of how your kingdom is run. Well, and everybody right? was so afraid of them too, until got like Goku got brought about, and then he started treating them kind of as more of like an equal in a way, and I think. I think that kind of changed their perspective, too, you know, of like, oh, like, this is fun. You know, this person doesn't want to just do my every fancy and whim on demand. Like, but I don't feel like the Grand Premister is afraid of Zeno. I don't think he is. I think he's a master manipulator with them, too. And you see it. I totally think so, because like. So why shouldn't why wouldn't he educate him more? Who knows? What if the Zennies knew too much? What if what if them knowing too much made them more scary more than danger. keep made it's them more dangerous than yeah, than keeping them in that childlike how how they couldn't even figure uh, out because the Because then imagine if a Zenny turned into something like black. Yeah, like a Zamasu yeah. or something like if it's almost better to keep an entity with this much power. Yeah, they need to be innocent for it. Yes, they need to pure. be kind of innocent. Whereas, like, even bro, that's so. That's such a fucking wow. I yeah. took a sense. Like, I told ha- you it's a deep rabbit have- hole. <laughs> that was coming they down. Have to, they have to be. They know, have to maintain a semblance have, of innocence. Yeah. Innocence is the only mind state worthy of carrying that level of power because something like uh, more something more mature might be corrupted. Right. Imagine if they developed grudge, like a grudge, like if they started ha- harboring feelings. Well, of yeah, hate. like Zamasu. Yeah, you know, it, exactly. Because look at how Zenny totally forgot about the tournament and yada yada yada. Like, wasn't thinking about it and stuff. Whereas, what if they could remember it and started holding a grudge against Goku for like we've been waiting for? Well, if he didn't bring him a friend, yeah. If he didn't bring yeah. him a friend, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's better to keep that kind of childlike innocence because even i mean the zenny can't even do math you know what i mean and rather than the grand premister explaining math to them he's like here i'll just tell you names and who's left and i'll just it makes so much sense he writes it it all out in crayon for them you know what i mean like he just kind of he's a master manipulator in that way as well that makes so much sense exactly yeah like i kind of always like wondered like why does he yeah why does he need to be so ignorant but and it kind of sounds messed up that they ignorance is bliss but also like look at the wisdom of the angels they could easily usurp and take over the universe but they know that they aren't 
that that's not possible for them to do that, that without it being no it's cor- not but they're smart enough without it being corrupted right yeah exactly right yep and i think that's like what it is is keeping him innocent prevents that corruption of your omnipotent power he's uncorruptible that's yep that's exactly yep. what i think and that's probably why they keep him so isolated and stuff and don't show him constantly you know, say what's going on between different races in the universe that could be fighting each other or, you know, when Frieza is an emperor taking over all these other planets and destroying them, they're not seeing any of that. Like, even with Zamasu in black, Zenny had no idea what was happening until Goku brought him there. Then he's like, ew, this feels gross. I'm destroying this. And then it's like, oh, shit, you know? But it's like, he had no idea. He did it on a whim just because it didn't feel he good. He did it on yeah. a whim because it didn't feel good. But up until that point, he had no idea what that's what was happening. And that's probably why they keep him secluded with the guards. Like, everybody's got to be in reverence to them. Like, you don't really talk to them like a normal person and stuff until I think Goku maybe starts bringing a little bit of that side out of them. Maybe that's a little bit of why... It freaks, huh? I have to pee again. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. <laughs> We're close to the. That's true, but we brought up some good points. Yeah, this has been yeah. a good one. Been it's a been a good one. I'm glad I went down that dark rabbit hole, anyways, because I wanted to save uh, the next next uh, elimination and round of fights for the next episode. Because how many what fight are we on? Uh, we are on fight. I want to say 36. Um, no, we just covered 36. Um. But the next one goes into a little bit of like uh, Vegeta and Frost with Megeta and um, Master Roshi having to eliminate himself, essentially. Okay. So it's a lot of good stuff to talk about in that section, though. And it kind of would take a minute. So that's why I also kind of, I'm not going to lie, I steered us down that rabbit hole because I was like, ooh, I want to save that for the beginning of next episode. It's some good shit. Well, we're not in a hurry on these. No, not at all. Uh, the tournament deserves a ton of attention and on like every fight like we aren't like going like super balls deep on every fight but no it does deserve a lot of attention so maybe this we'll just let this go until it's in, it ends you know what i mean yeah we're not gonna say exactly how many episodes it'll take but because no. even once we get to Ultra Instinct and Jiren and like we're getting there, but we're not even to you know Kalifla and uh, Kefla. Yeah, we just started climbing the hill of climax here in the storyline. I yeah. mean, it's the <laughs> in climax, the climactic part of it. Um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, like we said in the last episode, we covered so many fights, but a lot of those did not matter. They were just kind of lower, it, it, basically, you know, calling the herd. Um, a lot of the lower ranked kind of single trick pony uh, fighters getting eliminated um, that we compared to Dragon Ball villains and stuff like that, where they only uh, specialize in like one area. So they're very one dimensional in that uh way of a fighter so these next episodes will be covering a lot more deeply because these fights get a lot more interesting well Um, we're not even done with universe two yet no and their love well yeah after brianne brianne and all that shit yeah so we didn't really even get into her like all we covered for her was 
uh, her knocking the bachelor out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you get into like the dudes that are left over that are weaker than like the the females that get knocked out by Vegeta and Goku. Yeah. Brienne, Brienne, and all that. Then, yep. then the dudes, those three dudes, take up uh, their powers and dresses and whatnot. <laughs> and that's obviously the best. Yeah, it is. It's, it's the greatest. Funny. But after that, then you start getting into the more serious. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's yep. when it starts getting real good. Yep. That's when it gets real. Real good. Oh. Gets real. It gets uh, have good. you? Uh, gets real good. So real and good. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Anyways, um, yeah. Let's send off some music here. <laughs> oh. oh, oh no. Oh, touch it. There we go. All righty, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this podcast. To check out previous episodes of Dragon D's Balls or the main show, visit thecomiczone.com. Don't forget to check out our social medias as well. We've got a TikTok, a Facebook, and an Instagram. We post some cool shit there. Listen to this music and then watch like some of this. It is kind of cool. It goes like, like with it pretty good, huh? It yeah, really it does. does. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been Dragon D's Balls. Mike, Chelsea, thank you for joining for this. And as always... We'll be in the next episode. Keep it black. Keep it black, Keep it y'all. Black. That's what you should have said. Blacker than Goku black. Yeah. And don't shoot. This man isn't black. Bye. Later. Asta. <laughs>